It's time to set the record straight. I see all of you out there working your butts off trying to build your content creation business. Part of doing that is doing your research and following the advice of experts, right? But what if I told you that some of these so-called Instagram coaches are leading you astray and honestly wasting your precious time on outdated tips and strategies? I'm all about saving your time and keeping your workflow efficient, so today I want to share with you the outdated Instagram tips that you need to stop using in your strategy and how to redirect your efforts to a more effective type of Instagram strategy. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Hey creator, I've got something really exciting to share with you. My brand new signature course, the Instagram roadmap is now available for instant access. The Instagram roadmap is a self-paced course designed to take you from overwhelmed and uncertain to confident and excited to create content that is going to help you grow on Instagram. I've poured my heart and soul into this course and included all my experience and expertise from not only growing my own active Instagram community of over 35,000 followers, but also from helping countless clients grow their Instagram audiences as well. The Instagram roadmap is designed for beginner and intermediate creators like you who are looking for the path to growth. In the four and a half hours of video lessons, I go over lessons like how to build a strong brand online, how to craft a content strategy that is designed for your unique circumstances and goals, how to batch your content so that you don't get burnt out, and finally, how to monetize your audience and turn content creation into your career. I'm so excited to welcome you into the Instagram roadmap. You can start learning today when you sign up at the Instagram Welcome back to the creator club podcast. Y'all it is great to be coming to you in your earbuds this morning, this afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening before we get into the outdated tips that we are going to bust the myths of today. I want to give a shout out to the reviewer of the week. The reviewer of the week is Jan Marie and Jan's review is titled loving this podcast. And they write, I found so many helpful tips, strategies, and reassurance for growing on social media. Katie is relatable and realistic. It's nice to know that some of the struggles with social media are not just my own. So happy to have come across this podcast. I'm feeling motivated and committed. Thank you so much, Jan, for your kind words. I really, really appreciate it when y'all leave a review on the Creator Club podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcasts and you haven't yet, please go ahead and drop a 
five-star rating and a review. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can leave us a rating. And if you listen on any other platform, the best way that you can help support the show is just by sharing it. So if you want to go ahead and take a screenshot of your podcast app, post it to your story, and don't forget to tag me at Katie Steckley because I love to see who's out there listening. And truly your your reviews and sharing the show really means the world to me. I feel like this little podcast space truly is like our creator club. This is sort of like the besties, the VIPs of my community that come out to listen to this show. Um, so I really, really appreciate it. Okay, so with the shout outs out of the way, let's dive in to some of the outdated Instagram strategies or tips that you might be implementing that I think it might be time to give a rest. So the first one is writing long captions on every post. Have you ever heard the phrase too much of a good thing? Y'all know how much I love long and vulnerable captions, but they have their place in your feed, not on every single post. I think the best place for long captions is usually paired with a photo, especially if you are a personal brand and you're sharing about a journey that you've been on, an emotional transformation. If your post is meant to encourage or inspire, then I think that is kind of the best opportunity to employ the strategy of long captions. But in a lot of other places on the platform in you know, 2022 Instagram, it's just not as applicable to write lengthy captions as it once was. For example, let's talk about reels. The only time that you truly might need a long caption on a reel is if your reel was really short and punchy with little to no information. For example, we see a lot of people doing trends where they might just be like dancing a little bit or like maybe they put the hook of the content in the video and then they would have a call to action that's like read the caption for more. So in that case, you know, you're leading your audience to the caption to really get into the meat and potatoes of what you're sharing there, like to get into the real content. But if you provide a lot of value in your reel, which honestly, I recommend that you do this. In my opinion, original content, tutorial style reels, more in-depth, longer videos are kind of what's coming up on Instagram in terms of what's being more effective for more creators, what's getting more popular on Reels pages. So I would lean towards including more of the content in the Reel itself. But again, if you do provide a lot of value in your actual video, you don't necessarily need to repeat those details in the caption. You don't need to hash out the exact same stuff that you just shared in the video in the caption again. So then in this case, I would really recommend using the caption for a short sentence or two, including a few keywords and maybe like one or two highly relevant and specific hashtags, and then maybe a call to action. That's really all that you need. I think for a while we went through a trend there on Instagram where everybody was writing essentially mini blog posts or like essays in their captions. And you know what? I, I really liked that era, to be honest, because I, I really like reading and I like that kind of uh, personal essay style content. But the reality is we are seeing a shift away from that. And I think when it comes to sharing information, especially if it's um, educational um, or like tutorial style, like that kind of thing, I think that the most effective way to do that is either in a reel where you visually walk your viewer through that content or explain it to them. So obviously in the example of a tutorial, you would maybe like show on screen what you're teaching. 
um, and maybe for more theoretical or like just sharing information, then you might want to take the approach that I often like to use, which is um, doing something, telling a secondary storyline while you are providing that information. I like to call this like the makeup strategy, but it doesn't actually have to be applying makeup. So what I mean by this is if you go to my Instagram page at Katie Steckley and you just scroll back through a couple of reels, you'll find a few examples of this where I'm sharing information actually about social media strategy or business strategy or or Instagram strategy, whatever it is. And at the same time, I'm like looking at the camera and I'm applying my daily makeup routine. And it's not like my makeup routine is anything interesting and I'm not even teaching people how to do their makeup. It's just something else to look at and follow along with while I'm talking about the main subject of the video. You can apply this in so many different ways. It doesn't have to be applying your makeup. It could be painting a picture, baking muffins, making a latte, like whatever it is that suits your personality and your audience that you can do while you talk about you know, whatever the topic at hand is. So that's really what I would recommend to do rather than leaning towards a long caption. Whereas I think in, you know, like the late 2010s era, you would post a photo and then, you know, the headline of your caption would be like, here's how to get your first hundred followers on Instagram. And then you would kind of go into the details of that in the long caption. I think now in 2022, the best bet for that kind of content is actually going to be putting it in a reel where you show it as a tutorial or talk through it while you're doing something else that's visually engaging. Alternatively, because you don't always have to do video for every single thing, I would recommend putting that kind of longer form informational content into a carousel graphic where you can kind of break it out slide by slide, maybe include some visual examples to keep it engaging. Those types of graphics perform really well as well. And for me personally, long form carousel graphics with lots of visual examples and in-depth information are actually my top feed posts when it comes to generating new followers. So I think that really goes to show just how effective they are. And then finally, just to address um, kind of the main example that I brought up at the beginning of this point of photos with vulnerable captions, I do think that can still be effective when you sprinkle it into your strategy, particularly if you are a personal brand and you're talking about your own kind of emotional journey or your own transformation. So to summarize, in the past when we would say, you know, write long captions, that was kind of the trend for a long time. I would say that's outdated. The 2022 version of that is to put your educational or informational content in the form of an engaging reel or a highly visual carousel graphic. And if you want to talk about something that's more emotional or inspiring or personal journey, then it's still appropriate to include that in a longer caption, maybe with a photo of you. All right. The next outdated Instagram strategy that I want to address is using all 30 hashtags that you're allowed to in your Instagram caption. You might have noticed in my last tip when I was talking about what to include in an ideal caption that I said a couple of hashtags, maybe one or two. Currently, hashtags are still relevant on Instagram, but not quite in the way that they used to be. And I think this is one area that I come across a lot that new creators are still really stuck on. Because here's the thing, I'll just be honest, if you go to YouTube and you start searching around for Instagram strategy videos, well, 
If you find mine, then you'll be in luck because I've got some up-to-date information for you. But a lot of the really popular videos, and you know they have lots of views because they've been on the platform for several years, if you go and watch those, they probably will put a big emphasis on hashtags because back in you know 2017, 2018, basically in the pre-reels era of Instagram, hashtags were really important for increasing your reach and getting further distribution on your posts. So when you go to YouTube, or even if you search for blogs or articles about how to grow on Instagram, some of the ones that have gained a lot of traction over the past three to four years, those are the ones that are going to come to the top of your search results. And chances are they're going to have a big emphasis on hashtags. But the thing is, Really, we've seen the Instagram algorithms and the platform change a lot, especially since Reels were introduced, which is not surprising. Obviously, a new feature like that is really going to shake up the platform. But the way that hashtags contribute to your distribution, reach, and therefore growth has really changed. Hashtags now are used to help categorize content for the algorithm, but they should be used sparingly. The head of Instagram, Adam Masseri, has announced that anywhere between three to five hashtags is really what you want to be aiming for. Utilizing too many hashtags on a post could result in your profile being marked as spammy by the algorithm, and therefore the algorithm may not push out your content to as many people. Instead, I recommend using a few relevant hashtags for each post And if you prefer to do some upfront research, you can create a few groups of hashtags with three to five hashtags in each group. That way you have a few hashtags in the topic area that you commonly talk about, but you can also just create a few on the spot depending on the post type. I'll be honest, for me, hashtags is something that I spend very little time thinking about with my content because In 2022 on Instagram, when it comes to reach, distribution, and gaining more followers, the biggest thing you can focus on is just creating good, highly engaging content. With the shift in the algorithm that we're seeing towards more content recommendations, and of course the way the real speed is set up, we're seeing that Instagram is actively trying to push content to people who are interested in it. Whereas years ago, when all you ever saw on your Instagram feed was content from people that you were already following, and the only place that you could really discover new creators was on the explore tab or by searching hashtags. In that scenario, hashtags were important because it was one of your main ways to actually get your content in front of new eyeballs. But now people see content recommendations integrated in their home feed. If they go over to the reels tab and start scrolling, they're seeing content from people that they aren't following yet. So those are now the primary ways. And to be honest, I think a lot easier ways of getting in front of new people. You don't need to try to do all of this strategy and like thinking about hashtags and and trying to like stuff your caption full of hashtags. Instead, the energy that you used to maybe spend on coming up with a whole list of hashtags, I would now just really recommend spending on creating really highly engaging and interesting content, particularly reels. If you want to see the most bang for your buck, obviously making really good reels content is probably going to be your top priority. But then I think, you know, also creating really great shareable feed content like carousel graphics would be second priority there. I know it might be frustrating because a lot of us, I think, have like clung to the hashtags thing because it feels very measurable and it feels very 
understandable. You think, okay, if I add hashtags, that equals more likes and comments, that equals more followers. It seemed like a very basic equation. But now, you know, what I'm telling you is forget the hashtags, just make good content. And I understand that that can be frustrating to hear because you're like, okay, well, what is good content? Obviously, what content is good is going to really depend on who your audience is what your goals are, like who you're trying to reach. So the best thing that you can do to really hone in on creating high quality content that's going to be engaging is consuming a lot of content in your niche or subject area and also trying to really get a good sense of who your audience is and what they're really looking for. Truly, I really do think that the best things you can do as a creator, no matter what platform you're on, is consume a lot of content get a sense of what you like, what you don't like, what you think is effective, what you think is not so effective, and then practice a whole lot. Literally, it's the exact same. Like if you were wanting to become an author, the advice would be read a lot and then also do a lot of writing. Well, it's the same thing for being a content creator. Consume a lot of content and create a lot of content. And that will really help you hone your skills, hone your taste level and understand what is actually good content. Unfortunately, there aren't quick hacks to doing this. I mean, there's, you know, overarching principles and strategies that I can teach you, but the biggest thing is just to learn to observe what you think is good content and then try replicating it and creating it for yourself. I've spent so many years as a video creator watching people do stuff and thinking, oh, that looks cool. Maybe I'll just try that and making it just purely for the sake of my own learning. It's not because it actually got any, you know, views or made me any money, but that's what helped me get to the point where I am today of being able to create content at the quality level that I'm aiming for. Okay. So to summarize this point, really, you don't need to be putting that many hashtags on each of your posts. Aim for three to five at the most highly relevant and specific hashtags to help to categorize your content within the algorithm and take that energy and effort that you used to spend on trying to optimizing hashtags and put it towards just creating genuinely good and engaging content. The next outdated piece of Instagram advice that I am going to encourage you to shift away from today is having only one call to action in your content. Having a call to action or CTA, as we often refer to it, is super important to help encourage engagement. But why am I considering this a little bit outdated? Well, because is just encouraging engagement enough? That's kind of what you want to ask yourself. Here's my hot take on call to actions. I think it's important to ask your viewer to comment below or double tap, but that can only help you for so long. What about a week or two or a few months later? That call to action is not really serving you anymore. As you grow, you will have some folks find their way to your profile and start, you know, binging through your content. Hopefully they will. That's the goal anyway. You want your content to be applicable so people want to consume a lot of it and then that's what's going to end up converting them to followers. And if they are binging your old reels or carousel graphics or whatever content and they come upon a call to action that says comment below, isn't that a bit of a missed opportunity? Commenting on your post months later probably doesn't really benefit your post performance all that much because it's just going to sort of trickle in a little bit over time. It's, it's not going to have the same impact as when you first posted it. So consider this, 
why not have two CTAs? One that encourages engagement, so liking, saving, sharing, or leaving a comment. Then another that leads your followers to your platforms outside of Instagram, like maybe your website, a YouTube channel, products or services, or a newsletter. This way, no matter when someone stumbles across this post, if they take action on what you suggested in the post, it could potentially benefit you even now. Using one of my recent posts as an example, I said in my call to action, tell me a bit about your Instagram journey in the comments. What year did you get started? So that's obviously the piece that encourages engagement. And then I followed it up with, and remember, the Instagram roadmap is available now at the link in my bio. So I encourage my readers to comment and obviously engage with the post, but I also followed it up by reminding them about a link in my bio. So now if a new follower like weeks down the line comes across this piece of content, maybe they found me through the Reels feed and then they came to my profile and they're looking through some of my older posts. If they read that, they might think, oh, wow, I'm interested in this course that she's talking about. I can see it's available. I'm going to go check out the link in her bio. So it can still have that benefit and help you work towards some current goals rather than just seeing a little bit of engagement trickle in here and there down the road. Just something to consider when you are crafting your Instagram content and thinking about how it may continue to have an impact for you beyond just the first 24 hours after it's been posted. The next outdated piece of Instagram advice that y'all, I can't even tell you how much this one has, uh, for some reason, this is just my pet peeve. So let's get into it. And, and that is maxing out your carousel graphics. Just because you can post 10 slides per carousel doesn't mean you should. When you give yourself a requirement of 10 slides per carousel graphic, and you're more focused on that requirement, on fulfilling that number of slides, than you are on the value that you're providing in that content, this is really when you are going to not even see the results that you are looking for, but also you're going to start to probably annoy your audience a little bit. And maybe some of you listening are like, oh, like I would never do this. What are you talking about? But you'd be surprised how many uh, people that we've worked with at Creatorly, like clients that we've come across, folks that come to us thinking that this is the go-to strategy because they've heard from gurus online that the best way to increase your engagement is to have you know, 10 slides on your carousel graphics. The thinking behind this is if you can keep people on the platform longer, if you can keep them swiping through longer, then your post will, you know, be advantaged in the algorithm. And there is some logic behind that in terms of, yes, Instagram wants us to keep people on the platform longer. So if you are able to engage someone to the point of like they're commenting, they're saving, you know, they're really spending time reading your caption or in the case of reels, they're watching your video to the very end, these different pieces, that is going to be a good signal to the algorithm that your content is good and therefore should be shown to more people. And then, you know, that can help you with growth. But I think some people using this logic have kind of like misinterpreted it to be, oh, well then I'll just like use all 10 slides because obviously if I have 10 slides, people will have to like take longer to look at this content. And, you know, maybe if you had 10 slides worth of content, then that would be the case. But if you prioritize this above just 
having really good quality info, you're going to end up stretching out probably three slides worth of content to 10 slides. And then mm, that's just going to be annoying for people that are swiping through. You really need to focus on value first. If you need 10 slides to cover all the value that you're providing, then do it. But if you can get your point across in four or five, great, do that too. You don't want to waste your viewers time by having them swipe only to find, you know, slides that don't have a lot of info on them, stuff that feels like it could have been explained quicker. They might feel played and lose some trust or respect for you, and they probably will just keep swiping. And it's also going to teach them in the future to not engage with your carousel graphics because they're just going to assume that there's not going to be a lot there for them. But instead, if you pack that value in, you add some really amazing graphics and engaging imagery, then you have them leave your post wanting more. That is a job well done. You always want people to be looking for more content from you because that's what might lead them to come over to your profile, to binge your past content and end up being a really loyal follower or potentially even a customer of one of your paid offers. So to summarize this one in the past, if you've thought that you need to use all 10 slides of those, you know, Canva carousel graphics that you're making, really try to redirect that energy to just creating concise and useful and highly engaging graphic carousels that leave your audience wanting more. The next outdated piece of advice that y'all, we got to stop focusing so much on this is posting five plus days a week. Okay. How many of y'all have heard someone say that you need to be posting daily or multiple times a day to grow on Instagram? I can hear you nodding your head. Yes, I know. We definitely have come across this before. <clears throat> Gary V. Yeah, have you ever seen some people that are just like, you need to post seven times per day if you want to grow and you need to hustle. <laughs> and, and look, posting a lot does give you more chances to grow or be seen. Sure, that's true, especially on up and coming platforms like TikTok. You know, if you post more often, you're getting more chances in the, the lottery that is the For You page algorithm. The same is somewhat true for Reels. But there is one thing you will usually lose out on if you put your focus in the quantity. Any guesses? It's the quality. It's the quality of your content. It's really gonna decrease if you just really try to grind out that much content per day. Recently, like at the beginning of 2022, I was on a strict five pieces of content per week posting schedule on Instagram. And I really hit this point where I felt like I was spending a ton of my time creating these like super easy audio trend reels just to try to keep up with the sheer amount that I was trying to produce. So I was like constantly doing these like soundbite lip syncs and that sort of thing. But I could see that my tutorial style ones and my longer form kind of more in depth or even like more original kind of style reels we're starting to perform better. But if I was gonna get out those 20 or more posts per month, I had to create some of the easy stuff because it just wasn't reasonable for me to come up with that many pieces of original content per month. So that's when I realized something, maybe I don't need to post that much. So back in like the spring going into summer of this year, I reduced my posting schedule to three times per week and I use that time to really focus on the quality of my reels. After giving it some time, I checked my analytics and guess what? If anything, my performance was better. I was getting more followers and more engagement and more reach, but I was posting less. 
So this is why I'm a firm believer in quality over quantity. And I also think that it's just much more sustainable and much more reasonable for creators. I think way too many people get burnt out just trying to post a large quantity of content and it's not even necessarily serving them. So I think figure out what is that sweet spot for you where you can create high quality content and you can do it, you know, somewhat frequently. Obviously, I would never say that you can just like not be consistent and post whenever like you know, you want to have that consistency, but make sure that you're being consistent at a pace that works for you. Uh, because otherwise you're going to hit burnout. You're going to end up creating lower quality content and that's not going to serve you in the long run anyway. And the last mistake that we really need to talk about here, because I've, this comes up again and again, and I'm surprised how often, um, I come across this misconception, but this outdated piece of advice is, don't ever auto publish your posts. I actually just was talking to somebody about this the other day where they said that they were considering that auto publishing will affect their performance on Instagram and thinking, oh, well, I really shouldn't, you know, schedule stuff and have it auto post for me because I know that Instagram like won't show it to people. Listen, my friends, that is just not true. Instagram is not disadvantaging content that is posted by auto publishers or schedulers. Like, I don't even think that's a component that's like plugged into the algorithm because there's no difference between a post that's auto published or a post that is published manually, like in terms of the tech of it. Like there, there's nothing that's signaling to Instagram, oh, this was scheduled. But here's the thing, and I think this is where this misconception comes from. What will affect your reach is the quality of your post and potentially your activity on the app. So how much you're engaging with the people who are engaging with your content. So even though you have the option to auto-publish, it's still your responsibility to get on Instagram, reply to your comments and DMs, post in stories, and overall stay consistent and stay relevant to your audience. If you feel like you have done your part by creating the post and then just scheduling it on Instagram, then that's when auto-publishing will negatively affect you. That's when you just post and ghost and, you know, don't have any of that interaction. I think a lot of people have come to associate bad results with scheduling and auto-publishing because they post and ghost or because they maybe are not putting their best effort into making the content they are scheduling feel relevant and feel engaging. But when you happen to post in the moment because you're feeling really passionate, then you end up making content that you're really excited about and therefore your audience is excited about it. So I think that's where that misconception comes from. But truly, there is no like physical or technical difference between scheduling or not scheduling content on Instagram. Here's the thing. If you are spending some time nurturing your audience and viewers, you should be fine. Auto-publishing is meant to be convenient and help you stay consistent and it's not in and of itself going to hurt your performance. Okay, so tell me honestly, were you still doing any of these things? You should shoot me a DM and let me know if you're changing the direction of your strategy after listening to this, or let me know if there's some other outdated tips that you've been hearing and you're thinking maybe don't work so well on Instagram anymore. I'd be super curious to hear if there were any that I missed on my list today. And if you feel a little lost and want to have us take a look at your Instagram, I've got a very special announcement. The team at Creatorly Media, my agency, we just revamped our Instagram audit service. It's only $99 
Basically how it works is we get access to your analytics and we go beyond just the usual surface level advice, instead diving deep into your insights and providing you advice based on your current statistics and performance and what's currently trending at the time. So you can use the link in the show notes to learn more or go to creatorlymedia.com and click on the social media audits tab. We'd be so excited to take a look at your Instagram and give you some advice and help you get started on your path of growth. As always, thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in next week's episode of the Creator Club. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.